0: Hey guys, buckle up for another episode of Blow the Iceberg, the one and only podcast where we talk to real-life Two Comma Club winners. Whether you're a small business owner, an entrepreneur, a wannabe entrepreneur, or you've been in business for a while, you're sure to pick up tidbits of actionable advice that you can put into play from these million-dollar entrepreneurs. Now, if you don't know what a Two Comma Club winner is, it's where somebody has built one funnel, which is like a landing page, inside the ClickFunnels software and they have put $1 million worth of sales through that one funnel, which is absolutely amazing. Now, in today's episode, I'm really excited to be talking with Steve Izaki, who's gone from being on the wrong side of the law to winning a 2 Comma Club X award, which is $10 million through one funnel. For his clients so let's dive in and find out the path that steve has taken on all the unexpected hurdles that jumped in his way welcome steve to below the iceberg
1: thank you thank you so very much appreciate it you
0: it is awesome to have you here and i want to say congratulations on getting a two comma club and i can see behind you the 10x which yep. is amazing
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, it's, it's hard to, hard to believe, but, uh, I mean, you know, seeing other people have it, that's like, Oh my goodness, that's just so far away. That's so unreachable. But yet we, we ended up doing it within a two year period from, uh, you know, getting the first one.
0: That's awesome. Absolutely awesome. So what I like to do with my guests is I like to go check them out on social media and see what I can find.
1: Okay, sure. So
0: I did that with you. Um, on your Facebook personal profile, you've got about two point eight thousand friends on your profile. Um, Design Dream Labs is what I was looking up. Um, on okay. Facebook, Instagram, you've got about a thousand followers. I know that you have a Facebook group, but I couldn't find it. How many people have you got in your group?
1: Um, well, I have a few groups. Um, not many at all. Cause when I when I when I put that together yeah i ended up i ended up uh having an epiphany and so I ended up having a pivot so uh and <laughs> changed it all up so um i decided to add add my my passions into the mix so first i started off wanting to do a coaching program
0: yep.
1: for personal development uh and then i wanted to do it for uh entrepreneurship uh geared toward agencies but i realized that I need to get my passions involved which is um obviously music yep and um and so I, I i'm gearing it towards the artistpreneur now right and when okay. i decided I to do that it all fit. so yeah um well the but reason, yeah.
0: the reason okay. i like to look at people's profiles is it's good indication for our audiences to find out that you can achieve two comic clubs with very small followings absolutely and i know some people have big followings but it's a really good indication to show them so do you want to tell our listeners exactly what it is that you do
1: Okay, so um, I, I won the award uh, with the agency that I helped build the Dream Design Labs uh, with uh, Brandon Guthrie, my partner, and um, it's uh, we serve uh, Christian contractors, uh, home improvement contractors, uh, to help them to scale to, to eight and nine figures and above, and uh, so they can have uh, more time and impact to, um, to help, help uh build homes for the homeless really
0: right and all so right okay that's what so we do when did you hit the first two comma club uh
1: that was in actually 2020 all right okay we built we built we built the the one funnel uh for our client and it took off and we didn't even realize that we were we uh qualified for two comma club it was we realized after we hit like the $4 million mark,
0: oh, right, okay. which, is a, which
1: is already a few months in, we're like, hey, I think we qualified. So we checked it out, and sure enough, we qualified. We were too late to receive it in uh, in 2020 uh, at FHL, so we received it in 2021, oh, last right, year, okay. yeah, a year ago.
0: So was it a goal to hit the Two comic Club when you were doing that, or did it just happen?
1: Um, in the back of our minds, yeah. Um, but at that time, ClickFunnels wasn't quite the the main uh method uh, methodology but um it turned out to be yeah it turned out to be the the, the ticket that that and you know because we basically we, we call it a super system we use uh you know facebook ads uh, primarily facebook ads yeah uh to uh to click funnels and uh a, a follow-up crm and and the system works super well and you know as long as as long as the our, our clients you know can follow up and close them you know a high closing rate yeah. then that, that's a formula for two comma club award right there all right
0: okay so when you when you did realize that you'd hit the two comma club did you have a celebration
1: uh a little celebration yeah we <laughs> that that first year we were so busy i mean we would work from sunup to sundown you know um, we had gotten the office, and we pretty much lived in the office right okay. so we were we were on a we probably gained like five clients in that short period of time uh and so we were just rocking and rolling. It was just two of us, and we were starting well, three of us are our media buyer too, and uh we were just rocking and rolling and uh put our heads down grinding that that very first year right okay. so it's been three years it's been three years since then,
0: okay. so what about when you hit the ten x one then? Was, the goal, t- then? was that a goal then? was that a goal?
1: that turned into a goal uh because it, it was it was a reality at the at, our, at, our, at the rate we we're going um it was definitely a goal we pretty much knew at by the time la- last year at this time last year we pretty much knew that we were gonna get it and uh we found out shortly after that that we we it hit the 10 million so for this whole year yeah we knew we were gonna we were gonna <laughs> get that yeah
0: and did you but have a was, did you have a bigger celebration then
1: we had a bigger celebration, yeah. <laughs> um, although we're, it, it, yeah, it, we couldn't say it was a real big celebration because we we're still grinding. Okay. Um, not as recklessly, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was it was a bigger celebration. But our our really big. We have the goal for you know hitting the uh, the uh the hundred million one. You know,
0: All right, the, that's, Okay. That's the
1: reality. So, uh, you know, first you get the twenty five million, twenty five million, yeah. two more the hundred. So we're yeah that's,
0: that that's then. On our,
1: okay. absolutely
0: so were you you were just so for the funnel that hit the million and then the ten is it was that the same funnel yes yeah yes it was so facebook ads to click funnels what sort of funnel was it then
1: i'm sorry what
0: so what they did the face so people went from the facebook ad, they landed on the landing page on click funnels what yes. was the actual funnel was it an application that they had to fill out or what
1: yes it was an application so since we we serve um uh residential contractors um it's 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 geared towards uh, getting an in-home appointment so right. that's another key to our success is is um the show-up rate to appointments is going to be 100 percent because it's it's the the our client showing up to their home as opposed to you know Making an appointment and, and maybe fifty percent show up type of thing.
0: Okay, so that's so another
1: that's another key factor.
0: Was it? Did the person who landed on the Facebook page, uh, Facebook ad, they went to the landing page? Did they book the appointment themselves, or did you have a phone call first that booked the appointment?
1: Um, it was a book book an appointment, um, but then the 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 methodology is call them within five minutes so the follow up follow-up right. system calls them in five minutes minutes uh the actual person
0: all right okay. um
1: and so and so that you know they get it so that they actually talk to a person and get and get uh all, all right. the, the, okay. the relationship started
0: rapport. yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah. awesome okay so let's do a little bit of a rewind let's go back to your childhood what was okay. your childhood what was your childhood like where did you grow <laughs> up
1: my childhood okay i was i was born in east la california east right, los okay. angeles Um, uh, Chichen Chong was my reality. I, I had, I had, uh, my dad. Okay. Let me rewind. My dad, my dad and mom, they, they grew up in, in East Los Angeles. My dad was, uh, he was a, he was a Japanese low rider.
0: All right.
1: 50s and 60s. He grew up there. And my mom, at Chicana. Um, it was like, uh, it was, it was, um, it was really it was different it was really interesting so I grew up i grew, <laughs> I grew up with uh like I said chichen Chong was my reality so I grew up in this in this world of of custom culture right. my dad worked on low riders before that there were low rider shops you know he he would tell me stories that he had to go to uh the uh the airports and and steal the hydraulics from the 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 plane the graveyards for the plane the the, the junkyards <laughs>
0: right.
1: for the planes to get Hydraulics, you know, and then they would put them on their cars. So um, I had a lot of history like that. And then, and then in in L.A. East L.A. There's a lot of um, the history of, of low riding and and just um, you know it's like it was like gang capital and right. you know the barrios. So uh, a lot of that is a lot of do it yourself, um, you know, homegrown style of of, of living. So um, custom culture was 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 my reality. So i I was born and raised, believing that i could I could do anything i could i could make make anything I could make my life exactly how how I wanted it to be, so that stuck with me my my entire life, and so I always had that underlying everything everything i did
0: so what did your parents do for work?
1: My dad was um he was a blue collar worker he worked for the city of of uh, l a department of water and power. Um, my mom was pretty much, uh, she, she stayed at home. Then she, then she worked a regular job when, when I was getting a little bit older. Um,
0: and what and, was but, your dream? What did you want to be when you grew up?
1: Well, let's see. Uh, really, I, I was pretty much a product of my environment. I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to just skateboard. <laughs> And I wanted to play my guitar, okay, and uh, just um, just be the cool guy in my in my neighborhood. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so who? Um, where did the guitar thing come from? Was there music in your family?
1: Uh, yeah, okay. So you know, being in in lowrider culture, it's all about cars and music, right? right. Oldies. I I I, I was. I grew up listening to, to oldies, low rider oldies, you All know, right, okay. um, soul, you know, little funky, funkies. And, uh, so that's always been in my, in, in you know, just like my, my life, uh, uh, you know, what, is, what do you call it? The, uh, my music, my background and my music and my background, you know, in my life. Yeah, okay. And so, um, it was always just a, an influence. Music was always an influence. And so I guess, the guitar came into my life when uh well when i was 11 my my parents got a divorce and so it left me it kind of it left me confused angry and and so at that time that's when that's when the punk rock thing was was happening you know the okay, hardcore okay. punk rock stuff and <laughs> i just really i naturally i gravitated towards that um and so the guitar playing was it, it allowed me to express you know get my aggression out anger a lot of punk rock going on and local neighborhood things so it was all within reach and a lot of expression going on and so that that became my guitar became something that was very therapeutic to me which I didn't realize it at the time but right. it was it was it was a thing that kept me sane
0: all right okay so did you go to college
1: uh, I went to a little bit of college um studied uh where I studied fashion merchandising and and um and then, uh, took, took an art class. I, not a whole lot. I ended up, you know, ended up having to, having to work. I tried to try to do the college thing. Yep. It just didn't work, work. So, um, I, you know, I, I did a lot of, I learned, I, I got a job in the department store and I learned, you know, learned, um, uh, learned about commission jobs and sales. Okay. Uh, but I also, I also got like blue collar jobs, driving jobs, uh, really, you know, a lot of warehouses where I live. So, so did it was easy you have to do that.
0: a lot of different jobs when you yes. were
1: younger? Yeah, absolutely. I had a lot of different jobs. And then I ended up um kind of not giving up, but giving in. And I I saw opportunity and I, I joined the army. Oh okay? right. Okay. And and so, you know, they uh they offered you know school school benefits and stuff. So I went, I learned a pharmacy technician, uh it was called pharmacy specialist. I went Learned pharmacy technician. I came back, got a job in the pharmacy. So um,
0: how long were did, you in the army for? Uh, it
1: was, well, I did reserve. So I, I went to training for a year, then came back home and served. It was a, it was an eight year obligation. I, I did like four years active and then the rest were inactive.
0: All right. Okay.
1: Left, left honorably. But um, so basically I, I ended up working in, I, I worked in the pharmacy for four years, which okay. was really good money. It, it It was, it was good money. And um
0: what were you actually doing there?
1: Uh so I assisted the pharmacists with uh doing basically pulling all the it was an inpatient pharmacy it worked in the hospital. So right, I, worked, okay. I worked alongside the pharmacists and uh basically punched all the, the orders when the doctors do their rounds. I punch the orders in right, computer okay. and fill the fill the uh, the dosages.
0: And how ha- and, and what happened to that job then?
1: Um I realized that. It just, I wasn't built for that, that type of work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what, what, what was, what was the key to decide? did you leave?
1: Um, I kind of, I kind of just burnt out and I let myself get fired oh, type right. thing. Okay. And that's, that was so, that was by the time I was 25. So basically I, I, I tell people I, I just, that's when I decided to retire, 25. <laughs> I, I, st- that was like my last, like real legit job for a long time really, but, um, yeah, 25, I retired and I decided, um, I was just going to pursue playing my guitar. All I right, really okay. didn't. I, my, my, uh, my retirement plan was, uh, I had disability, uh, and then, uh, unemployment. And then I had some disability and that lasted a couple of years. And then that got me, that got me by until, um, until the, uh, the, the street entrepreneur kicked in.
0: All right. Okay. And what, <laughs> what? happened in your life for that to kick in
1: um I just realized that I wanted to do more than just what was you know what was offered to me um my you know okay so my dad he he, you know blue collar worker he told me just get a good job and stay there and retire um and that might have worked for him it worked well for him but for me it just did not sit right Okay. And so, um, you know, wanting to please my parents, yeah, I, I wanted to do, do things conventional way, uh, but deep down inside, it just, it was, it was torment. Um, I, you know, I would get really, I would get anxious, uh, after a while, and I would feel like, um, I would feel trapped. So, when you know, the, the kick in thing, so I, I that was like the best, the best decision I made in my life. Um, you know, retiring, <laughs> retiring at 25. Um, I I kinda it's really funny because initially I was thinking, okay, I'm just gonna decide to be a loser and just just you know seek my happiness, right? And um, but it turned out to be the the most winningest decision I ever made.
0: So what did you do then when you came to the realization you wanted to do the entrepreneurial thing? What did you do?
1: What did I do? Well, it, it came out of necessity. Um, like I said, I, I, I just envisioned myself playing my guitar and having a great time in life playing my guitar, which really did happen. Um, and, but out of necessity, you know, I had to be able to support that, that dream. Right. Yep. And so, uh, that's when I, the, the street entrepreneur kicked in <laughs> and, um, basically I, I supported my punk rock career for almost 20 years uh by selling selling weed selling right. marijuana okay um, b- before it was legal but
0: all right okay <laughs> so that's what started so that started that off okay and then what happened what happened then after that
1: what happened then? okay so i did that for for like almost 20 years
0: all right okay
1: yeah it i really i mean I got to the point where i was flying to um i was flying to your part of the world and meeting up uh, with all my my album cover heroes, and uh, and visiting them, and and set and uh, planning on setting up tours in, in England, and and because we made a in Long Beach and in England we made like a we made a, a brotherhood. So right. every time they came to because it's all DIY punk rock, right? It's okay. do-it-yourself stuff. So low budget, <laughs> and so so they would come to when they played in L.A uh they would stay at our houses in long beach and and you know and we would take care of them and then when anybody from our 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 crew went up there they took care of us in the same way all oh, right okay so, yeah so it was it was like a networking thing too
0: so then what happened then so how that obviously came to an end
1: it, How did, yeah. how
0: did you discover then the next stage and get into the click funnels world what happened then
1: Okay, so the transition was, um, that was okay. So that was kind of like beta testing, entrepreneurialism for me. It was, it was like everything was very organic, yeah. unplanned. Um, but I did, I did illegal, I, illegal. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I paid, I paid, I paid for my crimes uh, already. So I'm, oh, I'm have clean you? there. Yes. What
0: happened, what happened then?
1: Um, I got caught and um oh, did you? got arrested. Yeah, I got arrested and um you know
0: And did you go to prison?
1: With, I didn't go to prison, but I just I just did uh county time. Uh that was first offense, so um it was, you know, it's kind of like slap on the wrist, but uh I've always thought that okay, I I'm going to do it until I get caught and when I get t- caught I'll stop. And that's that's pretty much what, what I did. <laughs> It's a good job.
0: He didn't get sent to prison, then, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I I I know. I know many people that went to prison. Yeah. That's that's not a good route.
0: When that happened, then, what did you think? What was your plan?
1: Well, I I decided that. I mean that really that's where I by this time I had my daughter was like one years old. All right. And so, I really I was really I really thought about it, and. I thought, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing in my life to to teach her success and and teaching her, uh, you know, ethics and and morals and and just a, a good way good way to be. So, um, long story short, well, I did I did stuff like read the book The Secret and you know, and start working on my my mentality, and um, which worked which worked for very good. But I realized even further, there's one step further than just my mentality I had to work on my spirituality right and so um long story short i i did uh i did i did come to god um not in the conventional way i i ended up started going to a a, a skate a rock and roll skateboard biker gangster church
0: all right and, okay and that where, sounds interesting, they yeah, it come interesting. Over here. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah um oh, they they so they did they did teach out of the bible but uh everything else was very unconventional which was the perfect uh combination for me so i got i got the principles i believe the bible is a is a success is the ultimate success book you know it teaches everything all all these all these uh all these um, uh, mindset you know um methodologies that we hear it's all in there so uh i i believe i took those principles and i and i kept them with me and so did a lot of personal development um i i tapped into uh uh Brendan brichard which who spoke at at fhl last last uh he was one of my first ones
0: how did you find these people then what what were you doing were you searching online of
1: i searched online yeah kind of fast forward um i i uh when i when i met my my wife's my wife and her family i actually met them at church um i started working for working for my wife's dad all right. Okay. Uh, before before she was my wife, I worked for his, for him uh, an IT company, and they they gave me a phone. They gave me an iPhone. So uh, you know, I had that. I didn't. I didn't. Up until then, I was pretty much. I didn't even have a computer or anything. Um, All right. Okay. I, and so I had the iPhone, and I was able to check my emails at that point. You know, anytime. <laughs> so I started using my emails, and I realized, you know, I wanted to. I wasn't. I was doing my personal development. And I clicked on a Facebook ad, saw Brandon Burchard, you know, uh, uh, opted into his stuff, his free PDF, and and I and I got in, I got into his funnel, right?
0: All right, okay.
1: All right, uh, same thing with like Ty Lopez, uh, for business development, right? And tapped in, got into his his funnel, and and I was I was a part of that. And I also wanted to learn about finance and just all you know all the above. I needed to get educated. And I realized I learned real quick. So I, I learned as a consumer um, that if I just gave my email, then they'll just I'll just get all this information sent to my inbox, and I didn't have to search for it. And so, what happened was the best marketers, the ones who did the best, I think Agora Financial was was the the first one, the first financial uh, company that I subscribed to. They would send VSLs and you know um, anything that had a video. Especially VSL, I would I would press it, and I would just put it on my dashboard, and I I, I did a lot of driving for for the IT company. All right. I did a lot of driving, so I turned my I turned my 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 car into to a a a university on wheels, right? (laughs) And and so every day I check my inbox, and there'll be a new VSL, and I'd learn about financing, right? All right. Finances and, and investments, and um, so that's I just knew that I could just put my email somewhere. And everything will come to me. And all I have to do is click on it. And that would be my, my education. So, so I learned you, as yeah. So as you a were still
0: working at the IT company while you were learning all this at the same time?
1: Absolutely, yep. Mm-hmm.
0: But then what happened next to move you on to the next stage?
1: Okay. Um, so there was a key thing that happened. Um, by this time, uh, I've, I've been married for a few years. Um, and my wife, she, she was diagnosed with, uh, with at the time, what we thought was, was, a um, an autoimmune condition, uh, but, uh, it, it called endometriosis. Right. And, and, um, she, she, every month she'd have, it would be really painful in her cycles. And so she would, she couldn't work. And so it ended up where it ended up where I had a, stop work she had to stop working then ended up I had to stop working and take care of her
0: all right, really, right there
1: wasn't any you know there wasn't much help is it's really new mysterious disease women's disease and so that's when i realized i better figure out how to learn how to do this make money online thing right and um you know and and i didn't know how much it was going to cost so i knew i was going to have to make a lot of money just so um that's what really got me into the entrepreneurialism um I was already going through Brandon Brichard stuff, looking at Ty Lopez stuff, learning about investments in finance. Uh, you know, I looked at the Robert Kiyosaki, the four quadrants of of you know income. And I realized I better I better learn investments and I better be a business owner, you know, because I grew up, you know, blue collar working a job, trading dollars for hours. Yeah. Um, and uh and even um being self employed. There's limitations. So uh yeah that's when I that's when I really dove into it the personal development really worked the business the business education online really worked and so I just kept going with it what did um, you do
0: how did you start how did you did you start your own business then
1: what I what I did I I started well I the one Ty Lopez uh product the uh, social media marketing agency clicked with me um I, by this time I was able to by this time I had to give up my my apartment and move in uh with with my dad in, oh, up right. in the, okay. the high desert had a little corner in the in in the living room me and my wife and uh and and I set up my computer in the in in his living room i mean his uh kitchen right. kitchen table and I just went through the programs like it was like it was a college curriculum so every morning I'd wake up and i would i would i would show up and do my courses and learn. And so I was prepping to uh to start a, a digital marketing, social media marketing agency.
0: All right, okay. Who so okay. who were you learning from then? Ty Lopez.
1: Ty Lopez, right. All right, okay. Um I okay. did by this time I did I did know about uh Russell Brunson's ClickFunnels. So this was probably about two years into Russell Brunson starting starting ClickFunnels. All right. But but I didn't have quite have a need for it yet. So I I just didn't get it yet. But I knew I always wanted to.
0: All right okay no. so how did how did you find out about click phones then how how did he become it in your um
1: life? i i got um i got the uh uh the dot com secrets i have it up up on my
0: shelf right, okay. dot com
1: secrets and um i read that first and that really clicked okay. you
0: know, all really right how clicked. did you just... find that book where did you find it it was
1: it was yeah it was online everything i did was give my email Absolutely. And so I was locked in I was in the it was algorithm. An,
0: it was just an ad that came mm-hmm. along, was it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I purposely it found you. Yeah, it found. I purposely <laughs> positioned myself like, hey, send me stuff. <laughs> hey, I'm that guy. You know.
0: <laughs> okay. That's so why you're...
1: that's why I believe in it so much cuz it worked for me.
0: <laughs> so yeah, in the in the kitchen on your computer learning every day. Mm-hmm. How long how long did you do that for?
1: Let's see. I I did multiple courses. And I I did that we I did that for like six months. Okay. I did that for six months, um, and then so it, within that time, uh, was when I actually went down to see Ty Lopez speak in San Diego, which is a couple couple hours away, and that's when I met Brandon Guthrie, uh, who who had Dream Design Labs at that time, but it was just a one man show.
0: All right. Okay. We, we met
1: each other down there, uh, and we we hooked up we exchanged numbers and because we, we both lived up, up in this direction in LA, Orange County. So I kept in in contact with him and I realized that I wanted to have, um, a person that was more experienced than me that I could fall back on or, or, you know, uh, rely on or, 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 um, or just, just basically hook up with, which actually did happen. So I got, I got a, a client of my own, served him and then, uh, I needed, I needed more, more of a team so I I hooked up with Brandon and we served my client and then um
0: and what was your first client what were you doing for them
1: um wow it was I I gave him you know I I I gave him the farm I I for like (laughs) a thousand for a thousand dollars uh a month I I promised him a, a a YouTube build out uh Instagram um a Shopify store um and uh i and doing his running his facebook ads
0: all right okay. and
1: what he what he had was he had a surf it was uh he, he's the son of of the the famous corky Carroll. uh his name is clint Carroll, surfer uh and and so he had a surfing school all right you know, okay. he followed in his dad's footsteps he had a surfing school so i we marketed his surfing school and he also had a um a uh a food grade um natural uh sun, sunscreen all right. so that was the shopify part store so um yeah so <laughs> we yeah we did that and um and then that's when i needed brandon's help obviously and that's we that's how we hooked up that okay. was like our first client together
0: all right i see so so did you have a business name of your own or did you just join forces and become design dream labs
1: yeah i just kind of i kind of uh just joined forces. I always knew that I wanted to have my own brand and uh, doing personal development like Brendan Burchard. But I always what I wanted to, my idea was I wanted to have an agency, a marketing agency for clients uh, if of my own, for clients to be able to uh, you know to so I can market them like as as a next level uh, the higher ticket uh, offering type of thing. So I so I figured instead of building my own agency. Let me hook up with Brandon. Let's both work together and build, build his aid. He invited me to help, help scale his, uh, his, his agency. And so I did that. So I figured, yep, that makes sense. Uh, you know, building a team. Okay. So, so
0: so how did that go? What happened then? then, so did he, when you joined forces with him, did he already have a lot of clients or
1: he had his own clients and, uh, you know, as a one man show, he had his own clients and so when we when we got together, it was kind of it was interesting. Uh, when we got together about it, we decided that we were going to serve the um, the real estate niche. So okay. I became a a, a part of a, a, just one one part of the niche for his agency, and we tried to get clients that way. Okay. Um, we did that for about six months, um, and then that's when COVID happened.
0: All right. Okay. okay.
1: The lockdown, and and so we lost all those clients. And so we had to go back to square one. Um by that time I had moved up north for about another six months. Uh, some friends were taking care of us. Uh like I said, my my wife, you know, her her illness, it it that was a whole nother uh that was a whole nother aspect of what I had what it had to deal with. Right. And so so we had some friends that take care of us uh, up north. So I all I did was I I did out LinkedIn outreach for the the uh the real estate niche and and then that linkedin I, yeah linkedin <laughs> i all built right, a mat i built a massive massive email list which is great but um
0: what were you doing just messaging people
1: um it was yeah we had a method methodology of uh i would message on linkedin i would find all the, the the real estate the um real estate agents or or agencies and i would have a, a series of of messaging to them and then after that i would get it to I'll get the email and, and follow up on the e- emails
0: right? All right, okay. and
1: all to book an appointment so uh, I, I would like uh, contact 50 people per day that was my goal 50 a day and then I'll get them all on on a, um, a spreadsheet and and just cycle them all in and like it really took all day <laughs> it was it was it was great um it was a great experience let me tell you that but I, I would I don't I don't want to do that again I'm glad I <laughs> glad I don't have to do that anymore but <laughs>
0: so, okay, so COVID hit, and what, so what? What was the plan then? How did you get okay. with that?
1: So what happened was I came back to LA. Um, Brandon and I got the office, and we basically, I just started helping him with his existing clients, which was more the the home, you know, the uh, the home uh, home improvement niche, and then we just started getting more clients, more through referral. And just serving those clients. So we we're up to about 10 clients. We were building the agency. We were getting down. We were building teams. We were getting VAs, getting, you know, uh, getting, getting our, our, um, getting our crew, you know, our videographers, our, our graphic designers. and so who, and,
0: what, um? what clients were you getting then? Was that still in the real estate, age? real estate? No, yeah. no,
1: the real estate was, that, that fell off. So it was, it was just, it was his niche, the home improvement agency.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So home improvement, contractors who do home improvement.
1: Yeah. They um, yep. The, it, the, they weren't all contractors. Some were like, um, uh, 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 like patio furniture and right. just things that related to improving the home. But the, one, the, the methodology that worked was the contractors, like I said, because uh, we'd have to do an in-home appointment. And that was, that was one key factor to, uh, to making it successful. Because, like I said, the show up rate was 100% because, you know, um, there was a the company showing up to the client. Um, there was a the client showing up to the customer's homes.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. That really so, helped out.
0: So, how were you finding your clients then? Were you uh, in, that, still in lockdown the, then? How were you finding them?
1: Then it was just word of mouth, word of mouth. Um, and that, yeah, that kept us busy enough. Uh, it was, it was, yeah, it was. It was easy word of mouth. We just tapped in. We tapped into uh, because you know the, the the contractors they have like they have their own network and they all know each other. So they refer. We had great success with one, and and um, they would refer someone else. So we, we we're up to about ten, and that really kept us busy. And 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 uh, we were serving them. But then I think what happened was the effects of the lockdown kind of made some of them nervous, and and they were falling off too. So. So the one thing i wanted to, I wanted to point out is that at the same time we're winning, we're actually losing too like that's that's a reality it's it's not all just win 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 the whole yeah. way so with one client, we're getting massive results and and their happiness is growing getting awards from that but on on other clients um you know it's not as not as successful you know and why is so that, then?
0: what what was, um, what was the difference?
1: The difference was um I would say yeah, so yeah, you know, like so moving forward, we 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 qualify our clients more now. And yeah, they have to have a good follow-up, committed follow-up system, uh, you know, appointment setter. Um, they have they have to have a a a master sales team, you know. Um, like basically the our award winning client was uh they said as soon as they get a lead, they turn into a sales company, you know. So in other words, like they really just take they get that lead and they they really maximize that lead. They 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 squeeze <laughs> they squeeze every bit of juice out of out of that. And
0: um, right, okay. So you were just you were running the ads and getting them the lead, and then they had to do the rest of the work.
1: They had to do their parts. So, so the the clients we didn't have good results. They were kind of flaky about follow up. Uh, They're kind of nonchalant about sales, and and so you know obviously it, it's it's a partnership so right okay uh, yeah so it's it's key to to have good good clients too you know
0: right okay so was it like the smaller smaller businesses that don't have the follow up in place that where it was falling down
1: yeah yeah just in place doesn't this doesn't necessarily mean uh, have to be the smaller businesses just at that at that section the follow up and you know the sales if, if it's not, if it's not, uh, up to par, then it, it shows, you know.
0: So you got the two comma club with one of those clients and then, so what happened next? How, how does, how has that grown now for
1: you? Um, well, okay. So we, we repeated, um, uh, that with another client, um, another, uh, home improvement client. Uh, the first one was the turf company. And then this, the second one, uh, we've got a two comma club award for them with them uh and they are they're an uh, uh insulation company um
0: okay uh-huh.
1: and uh they, they market themselves as an as an energy energy um energy conservation uh but they do it through through uh uh insulation you know in a home's attic and stuff
0: all oh, right okay so did you just duplicate the system
1: yes yeah we just we just duplicated it um and we even got better results because this company not only has that super sales team but they actually created a something they call a blitz which is uh they we help we helped them recruit uh sales people we did recruiting funnels so, which is a whole nother thing we added to our system all right and we recruited you know high, high highly uh trained salespeople to go out and sell for 10 days and work 10 days out of the month and have 20 days off. So that's, now that's the new thing that, that got added through, through, uh through this, this company brought, introduced that. And uh, it's working, it's, it was working like, you know, it's working so like tell, clockwork. So tell As me more about that
0: then. How, okay,
1: how do- uh, well, let's see. So um, yeah, we, we, we made a recruiting funnels, put them out the same way, advertisement, you know, um, little video advertisement, uh, Opt in, fill out the application, make an appointment, see if you qualify. The same, the same procedure, except it's it's qualifying salespeople. And so, the first one, the first time they did, they, this is that fourth one, I believe. The first one they hit, I believe, like seven hundred fifty thousand in ten days in sales. Right. Um. And uh. And then the next one. The next one they got. The, the goal is to hit a million, right? Uh the next one they got super, super close, but I think didn't didn't break it. But then the next one they broke. I think it was uh, it was they broke a million.
0: Okay. Uh, so you were recruit so you made a funnel to recruit salespeople for this company.
1: Yes. So okay. so they so that we, we built two as a matter of fact, yeah, two sales, two funnels. One for to get them leads for their company. Yeah. And then and then the recruiting funnel to to get salesmen for them. So that's how we've been. Yeah, we've been using funnels for mo- for multiple reasons, multiple ways in for a company.
0: All right. Okay. And you were running ads then for the for the recruitment one as well. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Facebook ads. Yep.
0: All right. Okay. So then. So, what other were you doing? Any other personal development or learning anything else? How did they come up with that sales system to get the recruitment or did you come up with that?
1: That one was, that was our client. Yeah.
0: All right.
1: Okay. So we, so th- we, you know, they, th- this client, they actually, they see us as, as their partner. Right. As, as basically their, their marketing department. Yeah. And, uh, which is, which is what we want. We, 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 we're gearing it, to, gearing it towards like a, like a white glove, uh, treatment. Right. Okay. Um, we you know we we they can they can uh talk to us on voxer on a, uh, the voxer app um where they could it's like a walkie-talkie like yeah. they could they could just message and and our media buyer they they could talk straight to our media buyer they could talk straight to anybody on our team so it's a really close relationship as it's almost as if we're we have an office in their building type
0: thing. all right okay so how many how many people's on your team now then
1: well there's uh there's me and Brandon. Um his brother Blake Guthrie uh he does he does all the technical work uh there's Dusty Ledbetter he's our media buyer our facebook ads manager he's the one that just is down there turning turning the knobs um there uh there's for this this client um they they have they have uh, like four different locations
0: all right three all
1: four going, going to four different locations so it's like turn up it's like turn up vegas okay turn down uh you know turn down <laughs> dallas you know um <laughs> he's got it like that he's a really good media buyer yeah we're, we're really part of our success
0: so apart from so the design dream labs have you got anything else because i know you're very interested in the music is, is there another side that you're doing
1: yeah absolutely I, I, yeah i i'm what I want to do is leverage this, the success of the agency, uh, tap into the agency and, and all the, the networking and team building that I, skills that I developed, and uh, really go back to, uh, personal development, but this time is geared towards towards the, uh, the, uh, uh, the purpose-driven artistpreneur.
0: All right, okay. And
1: and I want to do uh, coaching, you know. So I want to, I want to be able to present. I want to I want to what I want to do is, continue my music, career. Okay, where I left off, it's been it's been almost twenty years since I was highly active um, in the scene, making, writing music, making music. I'd be in like three bands at a time, you wow. know, constantly DJing, constantly, <laughs> constantly. Act. It was full time for me. That's all, and I loved it. it. I realized I realized I accomplished so much. I now I didn't know then because it was so much fun, it didn't feel like work, so yeah. I didn't know how much I was accomplishing. Now I look back, it's like. Okay, that really I really developed my tribe back then. I just didn't realize it. So now um, I'm tap into that, but I I I need to be a product of my product. So I wanted to build my success quickly with my music, and um, and then apply apply all of my my personal development, my business development, the marketing, uh, make myself a success in that realm. Get my own two comma clubs for for uh, you know awards for, for doing that for right. doing coaching. Um, and uh, e- maybe even selling my music um, and and then present and, and then help other uh, artistpreneurs do the same thing too.
0: All right, okay. Mm-hmm. So one point is, who does the sales in the design dream, lads? Who brings on your new clients? Who does the sales aspect?
1: Okay, see, that's a perfect question. Um, remember how I said we're you could be winning and losing at the same time? Yeah. Okay, so... We're winning, getting all these results for our clients, making making them millionaires, right? Uh, But at the same time, we we weren't uh, doing that for ourselves. Like I said, we had we had got our our clients through word of mouth, but we weren't using our own systems for ourselves, and so we weren't growing as an agency. Right. okay. Okay. Which which was which was a really big concern for me um because three years into this well at that time two years into this we were getting awards but at the same time our, our agency wasn't growing so from last year funnel hacking live to this year um we focused on that preparing for that and uh long story short this year we hooked up with with mike barron which who, who My, you interviewed yeah. already he's
0: been, uh, he's been a guest yeah yes
1: he has uh he's a great <laughs> guy um i I opted into his system last year, learned, went through his program. He's, he's the kind of guy that I could, I could roll with. Um, and I, you know, I noticed that he was doing it right too. So, uh, I, I opted in with him. So I I introduced him to Brandon and, and we talked. And since Mike has already, you know, proof of concept, he's already built, he had already built a multi uh, million dollar agency moving forward to an academy. And, and so, um, One thing I want to point out is, is, is one thing of success is, is align yourself with the right people. And, uh, so we, we went ahead and hired on Mike to be, to be a mentor for our agency. And, um, we're already two weeks into the the training and prepping and we're already, uh, I'm, I'm expecting big results even within the next quarter.
0: All right. Awesome. So is that, focused on sales is that yes that's yeah is, because you know that
1: that is mike's thing uh, his his uh million dollar closer his uh you know sales academy he's he's gonna he'll supply the uh the sales the the fact finder appointment setters and salespeople. so that yeah that's gonna that's gonna kick off so, right, so you're okay. you're talking you're talking this is real time you're catching us on our ascension <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome what do you think's been the biggest hurdle you've overcome on your journey then so far?
1: Uh, the biggest hurdle. Um, mm, I would say the biggest, not the biggest hurdle, but just the biggest thing that, that helped me get over all the hurdles was, was is mindset and just keep, keep, keep believing, keep moving forward, keep faithing, keep committed um tapping into that 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 higher power that spiritual side that when 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 your mindset runs out tap into that that more that I, I call it a, a an everlasting source of of functionality uh high functionality tap into that and and you know like i said having faith uh slash commitment and keep moving forward and um yeah cuz cuz all hurdles hurdles are going to come from all shapes and sizes, uh, you know, from a bad day, a, a bad, a bad um a bad episode with a client, yeah. uh, a, a co you know, a, a, a partner, um, you know, there's it's it's just gonna come at you. All the adversity is gonna come at you guaranteed. <laughs> and and it's and it's and it's gonna be relentless. So um yeah, just even even just um just life happens, right? Yep. and so, so it really yeah. Those are all the hurdles, but to get all those hurdles is, is just keep your mindset tapped in with, with your higher source of inspiration.
0: All right. Okay.
1: Um, so what vision. what
0: does a typical day look like for you now then?
1: Okay, typical day. Um, since I help run uh, operations, I'm in charge of operations. Uh, we use uh, we use a sauna. All right. And. Um, <clears throat> Doing tasks. We also use Slack for communication, Voxer. Um, so, my basically my, my job now, I have a, I have an assistant. My job is to make sure that nothing falls through the cracks because we got so many moving parts uh, going on. You know, building these funnels, we're always improving the funnels, um, improving the methodology chain, doing, you know, fun, funnel uh, audibles, right? And So there's always a task for someone to do, do this little, make this little change, do this, or do this little graphic or change this wording, change this messaging on, on this, on this uh, landing page or on the button. So there's all these little tasks. So I'm constantly just checking, (laughs) checking my inbox uh, for anything that mentions me, which I'm pretty much mentioned on every task. And I just make sure, (laughs) I make sure that every, all the team members are getting what they need you know any kind of direction um and i try what i try to do uh, is keep brandon out of the mix as ceo so he can do ceo stuff and grow and grow the vision of the business and so yeah i'm basically an asana guy
0: and how do you how are you gonna fit in time then for this other new vision that you've got for the music side where's that fitting in
1: Okay, I have a deal with Brandon that I get Thursdays as my brand day.
0: Oh right, okay.
1: Okay, um, and I can work on my off time, uh, weekends. Um, yeah, so I'll I'll get it in there. Right, right now I'm really I I am focused on the agency, so yep. it's okay. But as soon as the agency is is scaled up a bit and and getting to the point where my goal for both me and Brandon is to build the team where we can both get out of operations right. and get back to working together, uh, growing, growing the business and growing our brands
0: Right. Okay.
1: as influencers. So I, I really, I really see that's where, um, that's where I could kick in and have the freedom to help myself, help Brandon and help others offer my services to others. So. Uh, i do have an exit exit strategy
0: (laughs) okay cool okay i have one last question for you yes if you're going to be an animal for 24 hours what would you be and why
1: an animal man i never i never (laughs) thought of that you know i remember you asking this to other uh, (laughs) I, i watched a couple of your episodes um maybe a dog yeah dog uh, you got a dog i i had dogs i didn't have i had pit bulls when I was growing up i don't I don't have one now, but um I love dogs they 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 love me and uh they they're very um they're very intuitive, very loyal, very loving, they'll receive your love, they'll give love, they'd prefer that uh and uh, they roam in packs <laughs> and um yeah. <laughs> I guess I, you know, I thought about an animal that can fly, but really, um, yeah, those those are the things that I admire. Is uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah.
0: So, if anybody wants to find out more or follow you on any social platforms, where should they go?
1: Um, you can uh you can friend request me on my Facebook, Steve Izaki, um, or Instagram, Steve underscore Izaki, and um, I have a LinkedIn with my same name with you know under my name um i have a tiktok
0: oh do you i need to follow you then what's your tiktok
1: that's uh it's it's that's where i've been playing like more of my music stuff um okay cool it's uh punkster punkster af p-u-n-triple-x-t-e-r
0: awesome okay thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to chat with me it's your thing polly awesome it's my
1: pleasure yeah thank you so much
0: thank you for listening i really hope you enjoyed today's episode if you did please take a moment to leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the podcast on your podcast software it really helps us rank the podcast and get more listeners and if you're over on youtube please subscribe and hit the bell every friday 8 a.m gmt we release a brand new episode and until then have a good one